The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Another hour, Andrew Gross. I know, final hour for me and you for a little while, so I don't know what you want to do with it. I think. Uh, can I choose a, a, a topic? What the heck? Sure. I think the CFL has made a great decision. Oh, I thought we'd wait to talk to Morley about that. Well, I, only because I want to say how badly I think the CFL has handled this before, and I know Morley doesn't like it when I speak ill of of the CFL. Well, they're loosening up the celebration, the sellies, right? So that's, that's good. It's, it, but the bigger story for me is the fact that the CFL has moved, and under... Uh, Ambrosi, the new uh, uh-huh. head of the CFL. You know how the CFL sort of moved to presenting packages as opposed to just the sport itself. Uh-huh. So that's those concerts that they've put on, right? Um, here in Edmonton, the you pre-game, know, the pregame the, party yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So I get it, and I and I agree with it that um, you're trying to make it a more broader experience, a uh, more well-rounded experience. You're trying to appeal to younger fans to get them into the game and all that kind of thing. So all of that can be summed up from a marketing perspective of you're selling entertainment. And it's just odd to me that as part of that entertainment, you wouldn't, why not have a league that's well known for really great celebrations? And the fact that while they're making this obvious move to make the whole product more entertaining that they were cracking down on celebrations. Well, you know, I think it might go to something like this, you know, uh, sometimes you have to start a little stricter and then ease, <laughs> yeah, and then ease it up. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what they've seen and uh, you know, what they're doing. And for the most part, I know some, I, I would say that most fans love seeing a good celebration. Of I mean, it's hilarious. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, what are they doing? Uh, I know that there are others that say, okay, and not that's just bull. It shouldn't be, you know, yep. in the sport. But uh, come on, no, make right? it. Fu- I mean, the make whole, it fun. Like you I know, said, let them. If it goes on for, you know, a minute, like right. then we have an issue. But do it clean. If it fun, delays the game, on. Yeah, yeah. If it interferes with the game, if it threatens to injure yeah. somebody in the game, if it's, yeah, you know, got other aspects to it, which they've outlined. Yeah. Uh, you know that it, everyone involved wants to reach the right balance between giving players an opportunity to express their joy and creativity, but maintaining the pace and sportsmanship of the game. So none of these, you know, throat slash. Mm-hmm or anything like that. But like I say, the league itself has been moving to put... Nothing uh, hidden in your... Right, you can't hide it in your... Yeah, yeah. Or on the field somewhere to pull out at an appropriate time. And we've had two... And and I I admire the fact the CFL moves so quickly as opposed opposed to waiting until the end of the season and saying, well, let's look back over some of these penalties because we had the Edmonton receiver Mm -hmm. who got penalized for crawling through the sign. But the night before in Winnipeg, there was a receiver who had grabbed a television Mm -hmm. camera Mm -hmm. and started filming the celebration. And, and, you know, earlier when we were talking to Carol Ann Devaney, you said, and you're absolutely right, that there's people who tune in to this show that we're doing for that crossover. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen, what's going to happen and what's going to appeal to people. And you're putting this four hour show together. And this person is listening specifically because they like that conversation with Gord or with Carol Ann. And I'm telling you that there's people who would watch CFL football specifically mm-hmm. for the celebration. It's just one more way to appeal to a fan. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I do enjoy them. Um, I also, and I, and I will say this: I also enjoy seeing a guy catch the ball, 
put it down on the ground like he's done it a thousand times <laughs> Me before. Too. It's like, hey, I've been there. I've done this before. Yep. I'm a pro. I'm going to keep on going. And I, I yep. really can appreciate yes. that as well. It's it's giving character to them, right? It's it's showing you a bit of their personality, yeah. and and I love it. And Coach and I will yell yell at the at the TV screen sometime. Okay, like you've like you've done it before, like you've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Anyway, there's a, yeah, like anything, there's the balance, and um, I, I I think the CFL is finding that balance. And you know, again, like I said, I I really like the CFL commissioner, and I think the fact that yeah, him being a player. Oh, well, I think it helps yeah. a huge amount. And I think not Having only the fact that he's an ex-player, but an ex-Edmonton ex-Eskimo, <laughs> because the Eskimo has always, the Eskimos in my mind have always stood out of one of those organizations that has led the league in, mm-hmm. in good ideas and, and good business practices. Yeah. So he's a product of that organization for sure. Uh, we will talk with Morley Scott in about uh, 50 minutes time. Just be we'll do a, a little chat with him as uh, as we get ready to turn it over to the countdown to kick off. Brought to you by Dinette and Patio Furniture. Again, uh, that show starts at 4 o'clock. Kickoff today at 5.30. We're still trying to plan on how and where and what we're going to do to watch this game. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got my plan. See, I have to go cut back the pumpkin patch first. Mm, I've got to get uh, pedigree. Pe- pe- that's just. Uh, it was on my I know. to-do list, and I just forgot about it's it. It's kind of like uh, role reversal. I'm working in. Well, no. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it so as not to embarrass my wife and children, because apparently that's the case when I don't do it. So you've seen my feet. They just look like guys' feet, but. Okay, apparently you've noticed as well. So well, no, just they do the look thing. a little bit like bear claws, I will admit. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and there's women's feet out there that sure. can look like bear's claws as well. I've never understand why people have long toenails. It's just, it's, it's gross. I would rather go to the dentist than go have a pedicure. Why? I don't like people touching my feet. Well, yeah, it's awkward. I just had a pedicure yeah. like a week and a half ago, and it's like, yeah, that, that foot's tickly. Don't do it I there. just want it over yeah. with. Like, I literally just want it so over with. it's so nice when it's done. Well, honestly, and, you, and the sheets, yeah. the sheets appreciate it. <laughs> yes, uh, family also, appreciates also it. Also true. Everybody it's one else of those on things. the beach appreciates oh, it. I'm becoming more. Is it progressive or I don't know? I'm becoming metrosexual. I don't know what I'm becoming, but I'm I'm a gentler being than I was ten years ago. I actually I got a manicure once. You get your back once. waxed. And again, it's not for me. I don't see my back. I barely see anything like below my we- waist. <laughs> It's for my wife. <laughs> but you like how it feels. I do, once it's done. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not big, you know me, I'm not big on closeness. I don't really like, I don't even like getting a haircut. Oh, like, you just don't like people talking. I don't like all. people talking or touching me. I, I would like them to do that from a distance, if at all possible. Yeah, like we've been, we're coming up on what, four years of radio marriage? Yeah. No, five years. Yeah. Oh, so four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four. And I think we've hugged each other three times yeah and one of those i think was an accident i think one of us was about to fall over on a listener trip and the other one caught him <laughs> <laughs> but still it's just not my thing like that's I'm yeah. sorry. it's just not my thing you know i grew up in a household where no one ever said to another person in the house i love you not once the entire time i grew up mm. so we weren't huggy kissy whatever we were watch your back Whatever. And when you guys were talking about big families earlier, yeah. you and Caroline Devaney, all I kept thinking was, yeah, I'm glad I had a big family because it taught me a lot of things, but not those positive spins like, 
always have the support of brothers and sisters around. No, it taught me to eat fast because if you want seconds and you got five kids, you better be among the first to finish. And it taught me to to yeah. share space, yeah. you know, a bedroom and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and I get that. And I think there's a, a little bit of uh, a difference there, too. I think, yeah, there, there's there's families out there you talk about, like yours, and I know other families that, you know, people have grown up and, and never had a hug from their parents mm-hmm. or never had a kiss or never, I'm not complaining. Or That's never just, heard I'm I good. love you or anything. Yep. <laughs> You're always so funny when you're talking about your family. It's like, I'm good, I'm good. Well, I am. Okay. Um and I and and I know that that's what happens, mm-hmm. but I think it's also a shame. I do, um, I, I do. Yeah, I, but, in, but in my in, yeah, I made, I, I just do. It made me a more loving father because I missed it and I never because mm-hmm. I never got it. So mm-hmm. um, if anything, I err to the side of caution. I mm-hmm. tell my kids constantly that I love yeah. them. I still hug my children, yep. and they're all adults. Yep. Um, so I, I have no problem. It's not like human contact. Like I have no problem hugging my wife or my kids or whatever. It's something I reserve, though, and I'm sure it's a product of my upbringing. It's something I reserve for someone I truly love, like someone who's a member of my family. It's not that I don't love you, Jay. It's a friendship love. Well, yeah, it, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah. And comics hug each other, but we do the shoulder to shoulder, pat the back. I told thing. you when you texted me the other day, you you did something for me, and I'm like, yeah, that's because you love me. Ugh, I know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I wish. Yeah, my family's very far, far away, and I wish. I'm glad that I live far, far away from them. Well, do you ever worry? But I miss them at times. Sure, I was going to especially miss my brother. Do you? Oh, I miss my brother. My brother and I are... My brother and I are 15 months apart. My brother is a great, great man. The one concern, and and concern is the right word, that I have with regard to my children is that they, they will won't not... Leave? S- they They won't stay close <laughs> to each other. Oh, yeah, no, they will. You think they will, but yeah. I think about, you know, not seeing my brother for 20 years, and I think about mm. how much time Carol spends with her two brothers, and it's not very often, and they're a close family, and you just think... Because everyone gets older and busier and they get their own families going and I don't it doesn't affect me except that I as a father I as a parent I, I see them as this great group still and I, I hope they always stay that I way. I think there's a difference though I think there's a difference of being away from each other I mean my brother and I have lived away from each other since um, I was 18 years old uh, I'm I'm 47 now okay so well, that's you said your, your age I know right wow. um, my brother's you. 46 so we've been away from each other for what is that 30 years mm-hmm. um, but I still know like I we, we still communicate we still text we still FaceTime yeah. not as much as we used to we still we still get together on vacations on, on, on occasion but I know and I think that the difference is compared to your brothers and sisters, you, there was a cutoff there. I don't think you really liked each other very much. No. And and I love my brother mm-hmm. with every ounce of my being. And I know that if there was anything in the world, yeah, he'd be there. And it, we're still close. Even we don't we don't talk on a regular regular basis, but we're still close, and that will never change. Hmm. That will never ever change. Well, it's yeah. good. I'm glad. I'm yeah. happy for you. I call him Pig. Really? Yeah. Hey, pig. I don't know. It was funny to have my two brothers on my back porch mm-hmm. deck, whatever you call it, with me this summer. Mm-hmm. It felt like um, it. F- 
it felt like, uh, do you know when the Oilers do something special and they get all the old players together? And <laughs> that's what it felt like. Except there was no cameras. Right. Gretzky wasn't there. There was no uniform. <laughs> I paid for it. There's no dramatic music. <laughs> no, no one got presented with Tickets anything. Tickets weren't five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there was no lineup to get in. <laughs> yeah, there were some differences. <laughs> It felt like a. It, it was funny because, of course, what do you talk about when you get together? You talk about being kids. Yeah. But the one conversation you, you can't have with anyone else yeah. to the depth you can have with your siblings is about yeah. being kids because you were the ones who were kids together, and, right? And that's it. My brother and I were on our own for a couple of years. You know, I was 15, 16, 17. He was 13, 14. We were on our own pretty much living in a house while my mom was, you know, taking care of another family because that's what had to be done. Mm -hmm. But there's things there that, that happened, um, good and bad, oh, sure. that you know, that create a bond, as you say, that only you and your siblings know. Yeah. Although the one place where I find it sort of annoying that my children are still quite close <laughs> is when they get close and talk about me. That actually bothers me. Why? Because... I bet you because the bigs have a different relationship than the... They do, you, the, they the do, the which has always been the balancing mm -hmm. point, right? Because I, I'm a different person than mm -hmm. I was when I raised the bigs, right? But when the four of them get together and all agree that I'm dramatic or they all agree that, you know, I find a way to bring up how much a trip is costing at least four times during the, you know, where they all agree. It's like when a union forms, you know, like your management is like, okay, we need mm. to break this up. I think I need to get in on that. Yeah, like just separate, separate them and conquer one at a time. Like, uh, you know, I want you to stop talking to your brother and sister. I'll buy you a pony. Like that kind of thing. They do gang up on you. Kids gang up on parents. Opinion ganging. Uh, in about 10 minutes. Mm. 12 minutes, actually. The contest, 25 or 6 to 4 for Chicago tickets. That's exciting. You'll hear a Chicago song. Four nine six zero zero six three. The first person to correctly identify it wins the concert tickets. Have you seen what's happening with Edmonton Garbage? Yeah. It's interesting because I always thought, or I was led to believe, that we had this world-class garbage system here in Edmonton and recycling. Um, but there's been some changes in the world. Hmm. And one of the changes is that China, which was the recipient of a lot of recycling, um, they were recipients because they didn't produce enough uh, recycled materials to to be used for their own industry, but they do now. So they've been cutting back and cutting back what they buy from other countries, which has put a strain on countries like Canada mm -hmm. and cities like Edmonton to handle recycling. But now what Edmonton's looking at, and it's going to be mandatory by 2020, apparently, but they're still working out the details, is a three-tier system. So you'll have your garbage, you'll have your recyclables, and then you'll have your green, mm -hmm. your uh, whatever, your grass trimmings and whatever else, right? And in order to reduce cost and make it efficient, you're going to have to do the sorting at home. So you do it now to a great extent with your recycling. If you do any recycling. If you do recycling. But I know that I've heard, and I, I bet we'll get more details about this over the next few months, that people are not separating correctly, that that recycling is not as separated as it needs to be in order to be efficient. When we were, when uh, Councillor Knack was in yesterday during one of the commercial uh, breaks, we got talking about this and we ran out of time to talk mm -hmm. to him about it more. But he says, yeah, what likely will happen is we'll all get bins. Yeah, we'll blue all get bin, bins, a you'll green get, bin, and, and, that's and then right. garbage bins. And yeah. so that's going to help. Boom, it goes here, 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 here. And I said to him, I said, well, 
you know, in Sault Ste. Marie, where my brother lives, there's actually a bag limit on how many garbage mm-hmm. bags you can put out. It's like one or two, whatever it is. And he said, I don't think that we'd go that far, but yeah, the whole the whole boxes will likely be the way that we go or could very well be the way that we go, which will help with that yes. recycling, especially for those of you, including me, who who don't do it as it is right now. We do. Yeah, well, you we don't do, do the recycling. Oh, we do pop bottles and and oh. and beer bottles and stuff like oh, that. Oh no, we do uh, the whole thing. But I, that's it. I, yeah. Yeah. See, it's interesting because sometimes the world becomes smaller, right? Andrew Knack, Ward One Councilor, when he was on yesterday, was talking about how they were auditing um, each department. It was going to take some time, but they were looking for waste. Well, all of this conversation about garbage is as a result of one of those audits. Mm-hmm. So that's specifically. Uh, one of the outcomes from this internal audit, how can we do things better, where council has now learned that the way we handle garbage is just not manageable moving forward, that changes are going to have to be made. But they're going to have to be made, like I say, by the citizens. Well, think about it. I mean, we've talked about the grass clippings at uh, at my place, 70 bags. Right. That just put out front and off it gets taken to somewhere. Yeah. That's not going to be able, that's not going to happen anymore. No, it's not. There's going to have to be a specific pickup specifically for that. And one of the proposals they're looking at is a once a year Mm -hmm. pickup. Now, that's just a proposal. So that's not a fact yet. You have to get everything done. Right. So everybody's going to have to do whatever they need to do at the same time and get it done on a particular week or whatever period of time as opposed to every week, right? That was incredible. That picture in the front of your house was incredible. But see that stuff would have all ended up just going to the dump, right? Because there's no And it's not and it's not where it should have gone right, at all. Right. Because yeah, there's there's nothing set up to recycle that or burn it or do whatever they're going to do with it. Bob Layton, Mr. Bob Layton who is working, he's into overtime today. Huh. We'll have your 3:30 news coming up on the other side of that. Make sure you're listening for that Chicago Tune 4960063. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.